cosy hidden gems, a near impossible quiz, and a very special guest. This is the PlayStation Access Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the PlayStation Access Podcast, the official podcast of PlayStation UK. My name is Rob, and I am your host for today because Ash is on holiday. But joining us, we have David Jackson. Hello. We have Rosie Caddick. Hello. And we have a very special guest host with us. Joining us today is Cat, a.k.a. Cozy Gamer Cat, who you may recognise from Instagram, Twitch and YouTube. Cat, welcome to the Access Podcast. What a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you. Hi, everybody. So please, before we dive in, Cat, please just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Cool. Um, yeah, so I'm Cat, uh, Cozy Gamer Cat, and I stream on Twitch. I make videos on YouTube. I do stuff on Instagram and TikTok, all of the fun things. Um, but mainly I talk about cozy indie games. Um, I love indie devs. And also, I'd like to say that I'm on a mission to make any game cozy. So that's what do you, a good what, challenge. What's, what's, yeah. What defines cozy for you? That's the thing that I'm trying to define, <laughs> essentially. Um, but yeah, I find a lot of people think that cozy gaming is a certain thing, like it has to be a farming simulator or like a, you know, life simulator. But I find some people find The Last of Us cozy, you know? Well, like maybe more- that's their comfort <laughs> game. If you're playing it in a really nice chair, yeah. Yeah. maybe it's cozy. The right setup, no. Yeah. <laughs> I just think, what's the least coziest game I could think of? Like, what about Mortal Kombat? How would Who you knows? make it? Yeah. <laughs> How would you make <laughs> Mortal Kombat cozy? Cozy Kombat. Well, Kat, you have joined us on the, on the right episode because today's mm-hmm. main theme is hidden gems on PlayStation particularly hidden indie gems. So we're all going to be talking about those a bit later on. But despite the fact that Ash is not here, Ash's spirit lives on. Oh God, not her actual spirit. It might be her actual spirit. Yeah, she 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 would. And what Ash likes to do at the start of each podcast episode is devise hilarious pun names for all of the hosts hilarious in little inverted commas there some hit more than miss yes that are inspired (laughs) by the theme of the episode today's episode is all about hidden gems and so ash before she went on holiday wrote uh, a name for each of us that is a pun on a a precious stone (laughs) (laughs) oh that's adorable and i am going to share them with you now yes i'm excited so i am Mine are always so bad. Yeah. I, Your honestly, name's just bad for free. <laughs> Your name's just bad. <laughs> I am Robbie. Oh, like a Ruby. Ruby. Oh. <laughs> Robbie. Robbie. You can be there. You know, I think there are Robs out there who are legit. Robbie, Robbie, and you are the yeah. least Robbie Rob. I think <laughs> ever. someone did try to call me Robbie once. <laughs> oh, Robbie didn't work. And I just, no, don't do that. just don't, Never don't yeah. call me that. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Fair Although enough. someone at school thought it was funny that I found it annoying, and they yeah. they called me Robbie P. Oh yeah, and, is, and eventually it stuck. Yeah, mm. but well, you've got to be annoying. so careful with letting people know when you're annoyed as well because yeah. you know Rob I've known you for years I've made a whole living out of annoying you yes, yeah. <laughs> and now you found a new way Robbie, exactly, Robbie, P. Robbie anyway, P. <laughs> moving on Rosie yes. you are Rosie Quartz Ooh. as in Rose Quartz oh I feel, oh. Oh, I feel pretty <laughs> I feel pretty Rosie Quartz that's We've a stretch got, that one, <laughs> this one is, that's just two words this one is bad as well Dave you are Davemond 
<laughs> That's my Absolute favorite. Absolute yeah. <laughs> diamond. Oh, diamond. I was like, what gem <laughs> yeah. is a diamond? And cat, you are Malakat. Ooh. Ooh. For Malachite. I can't picture Malachite. Yeah, what does that look like? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. <laughs> you have to Google it. Yeah, I will. Uh, and Ash has also done one for herself. Oh, of course yeah. she has. Morris. Ash is Topash. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good that's one. Good. That's a good Ash, one. unlike Rob, which doesn't go into words very nicely or only into nasty words, Ash goes into lots of words so very well. So many puns yeah. you can make great. with the name Ash. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it fits into mm. anything. Yeah. Amazing. Anyway, moving on, we're going to go through a quick rundown of what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. So as we have already said, our main feature is on hidden gems of PlayStation. We'll then be moving on to community highlights from the hashtag pod squad. Pod squad. That's what we do, I Kat. Yes, Kat, yes. I love the unsure. I will get it. But then we will be going on to our final section before we go. So if anyone has any exciting stories outside of gaming that they'd like to share with us, save them. Save them for the you end. You looked at Rosie very intently. Yeah, <laughs> what have you got for us, Rosie? Uh, but before we get on to all of that, we must ask, what's new? So what's new this week and what's new is we have just had the announcement for the PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium Games for May. Here we go. And there are some very exciting titles among them. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. <gasps> oh, wow. Oh, what a I know. That's a good one. I know. I mean, this episode is all about hidden gems. I think Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is is as unhidden gem as you could possibly get on PlayStation. <laughs> yes. But if you have not yet played Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart on PS5 and you've got PlayStation Plus Extra, my goodness, what a time you are in for. I think yeah. that might a be treat. a cosy game for me. Yeah. I've got such fond, warm memories of it. It's just fun mm. and nice. Well, and let's get good. the official cosy rating. Cat is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, I a cosy game. I think the nostalgia thing oh, is yeah. big in the cosy mm. game right. space, you know? So I think Ratchet and Clank for sure. And like Rift Apart, I feel like. You know, with the haptics and everything, like you feel very immersed. Like, yeah, you're gonna have a chill, relaxing time. I was actually, uh, this is really boring, admin. <laughs> I was clearing out my computer the other day, and I found a bunch of capture that I'd done for for Rift Apart, and just watched the like just the the opening level, yeah, with the parade, oh, and like I'd gone yeah. into photo mode and was just looking at all the confetti and stuff, and it's just you know, yeah. there's literally a bit where you can just hit like a confetti cannon over and over <laughs> yeah. again. And I did that loads. It's just, it looks unbelievable. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Good. Like the photo mode, you can, you get mm. to see the ray tracing on each individual bolt. Yeah. You yeah. can see, you can see the entire, if you zoom in close enough, you can see the entire level reflected in just a bolt. Yeah. Or in mm. Ratchet's eyes. I know. That was my favourite thing and to do. And Clank's little shiny head. Yeah. That's a great one. Clank is like the coziest video game character. So oh, like he, is he literally cozy. is. He's, so he's so cozy. So literally, yeah, like Clank Clank alone is co- is cozy. Anyone yeah. from Ratchet and Clank make the list, Rosie? No, not the boyfriend list. Oh god, you love bringing up the boyfriend list in front of people who don't know. <laughs> Every yes, time. <laughs> Just to like look at the, your reaction. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Rosie has a video game boyfriend list. I it's do, not what I, you would think. But I no. do love Nefarious. Like just as Ooh. a villain, Nefarious is a fantastic villain. So, but not on the boyfriend list. Not quite on the boyfriend list. No, no. no. I need to be fair. I need to play like previous Ratchet and Clank games 
uh, to get to know Nefarious a bit more. Mm. So, <laughs> so that's the only thing stopping him from being on there. It's like you don't know him quite well, well enough. Left the door ajar there for Nefarious. I want, I want need to, you know, just a couple more games. Jury's out on you, Nefarious. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could believe it. Also coming to the game catalogue, we've got Watch Dogs Legion. We've got Dishonored 2 and Dishonored Death of the Outsider. Oh, Dishonored 2 is one of my shame, shame. Pile, of, pile of shame, shame. games, which I've not played yet. Oh my yeah. God, you've got to play it. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Any other everyone, Dishonored fans in the, says, in the room? I haven't played those either. Oh I've played a bit of them, but I've always wanted to properly delve into them. I think that the Dishonored series might be... Bethesda's best series. Yeah, that's right. Think about that, everyone. (laughs) Think about those big words. Well, you're incorrect, Dave. But anyway, let's move (laughs) on. You haven't played Uh, the second one yet. (laughs) Honestly, though, that is is really, really wonderful. That's a really great um, Mm. series. I love Dishonored so much. It's so good. And um, it's one of those games that... You can you play and then you watch other people play it on the internet and you realise you've been playing it so like amateur. You know? yeah. it's, like, it's got so many layers and like people have done amazing stuff with the physics and all the powers and it's very very cool. I struggle with being clever and creative like Me that. Too. I have to yeah. watch someone else do it first. Yeah. Uh, we've also got Tomb Raider, but not just Tomb Raider. We've also got Rise of the Tomb Raider Ooh. and Shadow of the Tomb Raider oh, all wow. coming to the game catalogue as well. So that's the entire trilogy, trilogy yeah. of yes. uh, rebooted Lara. Would you play them in, in that order, Rosie? Yeah, I've always wanted to like revisit them and do like a big sort of trilogy back to back. So yeah, I would do Tomb Raider, Rise and then Shadow, I yeah. think. So I mean, I'm currently, I've been going through the whole Tomb Raider series on my Vita, like playing the, I played the first Tomb Raider and now I'm still doing Tomb Raider 2. Again, my little cosy game. I get all cosy and I'm just like, oh, I'm in my Tomb Raider land. Um, So yeah, I want to like do all of the Tomb Raiders. So that means that Tomb Raider, Rise and Shadow still have a bit to go (laughs) because there's like so many in the series, but I love them. Oh, I love them. Any, any Tomb Raider played for you, Kat, in the past? Bizarrely, I did play them out of order. I played oh. the last one first for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know why. And then I got really hooked and I went back to the second, but I've never played the first. So oh. this is probably a good opportunity to Definitely do that. Definitely do it. It's like a cool yeah. origin story now yeah. that you've played the other two. Almost. It's, yeah. yeah. It's I mean, it is, prequel. It, is <laughs> a, it is an origin story. Yeah, it's good. I really enjoyed the Tomb Raider, the, the, the most recent Tomb Raider series, mm. but... Um, Big fan. Big big love for Lara on PlayStation Access. Yeah, very much for so. sure. Um, but to round off what's new, Rosie, you went to play Street Fighter VI recently. I did. Which I'm really intrigued by because I played it a few months ago, but just, just the fighting bit, mm. like you would expect from a Street Fighter game. <laughs> yeah. But it turns out there's a lot more to Street Fighter VI than just the fighting. Yeah, I'm presuming you're referring specifically to the open world. Yes. yes. I mean, you would, not, you would not think it, would you? You would not think open world Street no, Fighter. I still don't get this. Rosie, explain. So, it's explain. fantastic. Explain, so Rosie. You have, explain. So you have, um, you can create your own character and the character creation is just so detailed that you can create monstrosities or <laughs> like, or you know. Is that what you did? Yeah, of course we did. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, we went to play it. Uh, the Capcom representative who we were with was just like, I've seen so many monstrosities <laughs> like yeah. this past week. <laughs> Everyone was just making the worst creation they could make. Um, so you make a character and then you kind of go through the story mode of, um, you know, trying to be a, a good fighter and you can have your different teachers. So you start off with Luke uh, and then you can meet Chun-Li and you can like change your fighting style uh, depending on what traits of different fighters you want. But it's so you do have like a story about, you know, learning new martial arts and things like that. But 
it's just so fun to run around the world and literally you can pick a fight with anyone. Like every <laughs> oh God. everyone in the street has a little level over their head. Um, you know, how tough the fight's yeah. going to be. And you can either talk to them and just be like, oh, do you want to fight? And then they'll be like, yeah, let's have a fight. Or you can just run up to them, uppercut them. And then it's like, engage. And then you wow. <laughs> start a fight in the street. So it's almost Yakuza-esque, would you say? It's, yeah, it's definitely got like elements to it, 100%. And it's got the same uh, sort of silly vibes. Um, in the sense that you've got fun mini games and actually the mini games I think are really cool because they help you uh, advance your skills in the actual fighter part so for example there's a mini game where you make pizzas but to make the pizza you just have to do the button combo really quickly that pops up on the screen and that button combo is like you know it can be like down diagonal right and then triangle but that is actually going to be a move for the fighter's when you're actually fighting in the game. So it's a really cool way of like easing you into learning maybe some more Mm -hmm. complex button prompt um, or button inputs for cool moves in Street Fighter. Hmm. That is is genuinely super exciting. Like beat em up and fighting games that have always passed me by. I've always been terrible at them. I've never known how to get in. Yes, (laughs) it is true. Yeah. Well, uh, you will remember well, Rob. We We did a Tekken stream where Rob for Rosie and uh, then me and lost I l- and Rosie you beat Rob quite a lot and got put us in a good lead and then I just lost the whole lot but I, I've never like I, I, I can't like I just I'm not one to sit down and like practice and traditionally mm. in those games they've always had like a practice mode and you can go in the menu and learn the moves and whatever but it's just not really for me and then I just lose and then I get sad um yeah so this sounds amazing because yeah, like a yeah. more of a kind of like tutorialized and like a little mini game way i'm not expecting to become you know like amazing like that mm-hmm. but if it gives me enough of a foothold that i can have maybe some like some fun but not only <laughs> that as well there's like there's different they've made this so accessible to like you know any kind of uh player so you've got different uh, like mode you can play as you can do it in classic mode which is a lot more like traditional street fighter modern where they've changed some of the buttons when you're fighting to make it more easier for you if you're just warming up to it so and they've also got dynamic where literally if you just press the the buttons then you do these cool combos right. and you can feel like a boss um so they've really made it so that no matter what street fighter experience you have or what level you are anyone can play it um so i think just for that it's really exciting um and i just i just can't wait for the full release of it now i'm just like yes i want to play it i want to play it more cat street fighter 6 cozy or oh. not cozy <laughs> the way i've always played beat em ups probably not cozy cuz yeah i just get angry and frustrated <laughs> <laughs> but you know, i think adding story is a good idea for those mm. types of games and like you said like adding a little bit of accessibility now to people who might not know how to play those kinds of games or how to do co- like combo mm. type stuff i think that's genius and yeah. i've always been more of like a story narrative gamer and so the idea of taking a game that I probably wouldn't have played otherwise, giving it a story and an open world, that's perfect for me. Yeah, yeah so 100%. That's, yeah. that's so cool. There are There's uh, modern controls as well in Street Fighter Six, which I found particularly helpful as someone who's traditionally mm. terrible at Street yeah. Fighter, um, which just make the combos a little bit more accessible um, because I, I suck bad at Street Fighter. Street Fighter in particular, like I'm okay at Tekken, I'm okay at Soul Calibur, Street Fighter, no. I've always found that Street Fighter has been a lot more precise with like button inputs. Yes. So like yeah. as someone who's played mainly like, well, played mainly Tekken throughout my whole life, I remember I've had friends who have played Street Fighter and they've been like, oh, let's have a match. And I love a good fighter. So I'm just like, yeah, I really want to try this out. And they have just kicked my butt because <laughs> I'm going in with like the more Tekken style. And it's like, oh no, I need to be much more precise with, you know, planning what I'm yeah. going to do and stuff. 
So I'm you excited. Can't, you can't be a noob when it comes to Street Fighter. No. no. Ash is the reigning Access Street Fighter 6 champion. She is. We had a little mini tournament at EGX, didn't we? Mm. Yeah. And Ash won. Yeah, she did. And she won't let us forget about no. it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know why I've even said that. I guess her spirit is here. Yeah. And now it's she possesses you. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Ash is the Street Fighter champion? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, now it's on to the main feature. Well, definitely... Oh. Sorry. Was that the natural link? <laughs> yes. That was, good. <laughs> that was Ash. That was Ash hurrying us oh, along because right. we, we spent too long in the What's New section. <laughs> Here is the main feature for real now. Okay, so this week we are talking about hidden gems on PlayStation. Each host has picked two games to talk about. We're each going to talk about one and then we'll go around the circle again and talk about another. So... Kat, we will start with you, our special guest. Which of your two games would you like to talk about first? Yeah, I think I'll talk about the obvious one, which is What Remains of Edith Finch. So good. It's one of the best games I think I've played in a long time. It was one of those games that you just sit down and you can't stop playing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not very long, but it's just so engrossing. And I sat down on a plane ride and just binged right through it. Um, but it's a, a like kind of an eerie walking simulator, I guess is what I would call it. Um, you spend a lot of time essentially trying to discover what happened to Edith's family uh, through their diaries and stories. And it's a mix of different game styles. You'll get thrown into different mini games. And um, it's just, I, I call it cozy. I might, people might debate me on that because it's sad, but I love a good cry when I'm playing a video game. Yeah. And that's definitely what Edith Finch gives me. Um, and it's available on PS Plus, so another very good... Can't miss. Yeah. I mean, if if you haven't played What Remains of Edith Finch yet, yeah. what are you doing? You must play it, I Rosie. Still, I know, but the thing... I haven't done it, but the thing is I've edited so many videos about it, I feel uh-huh. like I've watched the whole game just in, like, random segments, so I do need yeah. to give mm. it the proper playthrough of actually experiencing yeah. it... Definitely do yeah. it. ...coherently as a story. Um, uh, yeah. I'm very lucky because we have a streaming series uh, occasional streaming series that we do called your new favorite game and it's where one of the hosts gets the another host to play a game they think they'll love and rob got me to play uh edith finch mm. and um and we did it in a in one stream just in one sitting and i think you have to play it in one sitting. yeah, yeah mm. I, think, yeah. I yeah. think so too and it was i absolutely blew me away it's so good and it's like it was it's very different to other things i played before mm-hmm. and if it was very special doing it on a stream really because i think everyone who's played it feels this way about it mm-hmm. so everyone in the chat they either hadn't played it and they were enjoying it or they had and they were enjoying me enjoying it and um it's it's really incredible because i think what i think is so incredible about it is that it made me like I was like in awe and like ooing and laughing all the time and then remembering or realizing like this is sad like you know this this is going to be like a sad story like there's an absolutely unbelievably sad bit in a bathtub and like I was just you know like having fun fun playing with like the rubber ducks and like the (laughs) the frog and stuff and just going this is so much fun and then sort of thinking like wait a minute the whole rest of this game these little stories have not ended well and it's um, i think it's amazing that it can kind of pendulum swing your emotions like that for like just enjoy this game and then get delivered this kind of like really um not brutal but it you know 
very kind of serious Mm-hmm. story yeah um, i mean you mentioned the bathtub there dave cat is there a particular sequence in what remains of edith finch that stands mm. out to you because as you mentioned like there are the game veers creatively so often that you're yeah. very you're not you're never doing the same thing twice no. and there's you know i think everybody who's played the game all they all have like a one particular moment mm. or story in the game that sticks out for them what would it be for you Yeah, I think I won't spoil too much, but there is one bit at the ending. It's near the end where you're different animals. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about here. There's a shark involved. Yeah. I just like was mind blown because it was so different to the rest of the game, like a completely different game mechanic. And you have all sorts of different things. Some are puzzles, some are more like adventure stuff, and some are just completely out of nowhere, unhinged gameplay. And it's very very cool to experience and to tell a story through that kind of method is amazing i just yeah i love that game so i i have a, a big regret of mine is uh, that i was lucky to be at e3 one year and uh, in like a playstation area behind the not on the show floor and they had like some games that were coming to ps4 that you could play there and they had uh, either finch and they, but they and um i watched nath play it and it was that bit it was like he was a cat and then uh, mm-hmm. uh a snake, I think, and yeah, and a shark. Um, but my regret is that A, I didn't play it, I just watched Nath play it, but B, there was a member of the de- development team there and just sort of stood, you know, and just like showing their game occasionally. And I just wish I could go back to that time and just talk to them about it and just yeah. be like, this is amazing. Like, this is so good. Like, I'd love yeah. to know what, you know, how you've approached this. It's so creative and like, like nothing I've played before or since really like you mm-hmm. say there's no mechanic that you really revisit twice it's all completely mm-hmm. so creative and interesting and yeah I, w- I would love to go back and be able to talk to them and just like get their perspective on it yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. great yeah. and it's a very unusual game to show in an environment like that because mm-hmm. it's like what is going on <laughs> why, <laughs> why am I a shark rolling down a hill yeah. <laughs> <laughs> profound yes profound. Uh, Dave we'll move on to you um what would you like to talk about now? I am really excited to talk about Inscription. I've, which I've heard of this, but not played I've it. heard many good stories. Mm. Yeah, so uh, Inscription, uh, I think it came out last year, but I played it two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Um, it was recommended to me by Ash and also uh, my friend, our friend, Amy. And um, Ash, I think, is uh, quite... I think she understands my taste in games and she's quite sparing with her recommendations. So so when she makes a recommendation to me, like, I think you will like this game, I take it quite seriously. Um, And it's, it absolutely blew me away. I think it's incredible. I genuinely think it's uh, uh, absolutely amazing and I have been looking forward to finding a reason to sort of tell people about it because I hadn't heard of it at all until Ash mentioned it to me. Um, and unfortunately you know it's not ideal for this podcast because again i don't want to say too much because really a lot of the joy is the mystery of what is going on and uncovering all its various mechanics because it has lots but um the the basic thing is it's a and i I really hope this doesn't put people off because it's so good but basically it is a card game so um you are playing a card game we're against a, another character. You don't know why you're there, who they are. It's very spooky, being an Ash game. Um, <laughs> it's uh, extremely atmospheric. You're kind of in this 
like log cabin in the dead of night in somewhere playing in and it's and it's it's there's something off about this log cabin and you're playing a card game against this other character um and the card game is like fantastic it's um it's with uh, the deck is all kind of like creatures it's all animals Mm -hmm. so it's based on like real animals um and just the basic mechanic of that card game is great like it's just a fun card game you know um where you're kind of putting down your cards attacking to attack the other player but it, it just unfurls so brilliantly well like uh, one uh, minor spoiler, it, let's say, then to give you a taste is you're playing this card game, sat in this log cabin. It's just a card game. You think you're playing a card game. At one point, you're suddenly able to stand up in the log cabin and walk around and go and look Ooh. at stuff and pick stuff up. And that is just the first of many kind of like rug pulls that it, that it gives you as you're trying to figure out why am I here? Who am I playing against? What are we playing for? What happens if I lose? What happens mm-hmm. if I win? Uh, and there are many, many kind of twists and turns throughout it, which are absolutely fantastic. I was honestly on the edge of my seat, like throughout the whole game. Um, and it, but even with all that narrative and cool stuff aside, just the core card game is really, really great. It's mm. really brilliant. And um, I just, I, I really hope that just, if just one person out there listening plays it, I will feel <laughs> happy. Like, you know, when you just, find something and you just want someone to play it it's yeah. just like i am giving you the gift of an amazing game here like honestly give it a go it's so good like try and read as little about it as you can mm. i've already said plenty um but it is yeah, it's absolutely fantastic and i really hope that some people find it when i was speaking to shuhei yashida for our christmas podcast oh sorry rob you just dropped the uh, name the shuhei name. yashida yeah, yeah. <laughs> my good friend uh, he was also saying he was talking about inscription oh really yeah that's he's, cool. He's, he famously, well, you know, his job now is is yeah. indie mm. indie games at PlayStation. But he um, was could not stop singing the praises of Inscription. So mm. it's not like anything I've played before. There you go. Really a recommendation fantastic. from Shuhei Yoshida and also from Dave. Yeah, play <laughs> <laughs> Inscription. Um, Rosie, we're going to move on to you now. Um, give us a hidden gem, please. I've got one little hidden gem. I've chosen. It's a game called Froggen. Uh, <laughs> This is like a sounding game. So Froggen is a fantastic uh, platform or puzzle platformer where you are a, a girl who her parents are like adventurers. They invent things, they explore ruins and you all go on these adventures together as a family. But this one cave, they were like, or this one area, they were like, no, this is too dangerous for you, child. We're going to go on without you. But then a couple of days go by and they haven't returned. And so you then, as the girl, are going to go off to find your parents and you take one of their inventions with you, which is a gun, but it's like a frog face. Um, so it's fantastic. <laughs> like, just in no it's world so could I have predicted what you was. It's a gun, but it's a. And like, Dave, what, what's the next word? <laughs> no way would I have ever guessed a frog face. A frog face. But it's fantastic because this. The this, game's called Froggen. I know, but still, I wouldn't have. Is it a frog? Oh, frog gun. Oh, my God, Froggen. Yeah. yeah, see, yes. it's a great, okay. it's a brilliant name. <laughs> 
But like with having this device uh, means you can obviously not only attack enemies, but also do loads of platforming challenges. Like you can jump and then when you shoot, it's like just the frog's tongue comes out. That's all it does. That's what I needed to know. That's but, good. Yeah. yeah, no, it's not, it's not, but it's like literally it's like, like tongue just comes out. <laughs> yeah. um, and you can grab onto platforms and go over like big gaps from jumping, shoot, and then you get pulled over from the tongue. Uh, there's loads of secrets and collectibles to find in it. You can customize your character. Um, and also the style of it. I think that was the thing that got me first because it's very sort of 90s um, pixelated sort of style. Mm. If you know, do you know like Mega Man Legends on PS1? Yeah. It's got like that sort of artistic style, yeah. but it works so well for the game for like the bright colors and the vibe um, and just, you know, just the, the fun adventures you're going to go on. So mm. it's literally a game filled with like wonderful little platforming puzzles. There's so many secrets to discover. And honestly, I'm just like, if you like platformers or even like, if you just want to try a platformer that's just unique and has a, you know, a gun that's a frog, <laughs> then <laughs> highly recommend Froggin because I've, yeah. I've just had a blast with it. I, I think it's worth a go just for the frog gun yeah. revelation alone yeah like that's they came up with that like day one frog gun <laughs> I'm gonna do it I'm gonna make a I'm game, gonna make a game called, like, someone no, just thought, thought of the pun and they were like I'm gonna make a video game out of this <laughs> <laughs> and then that's it and then that's what they would have frog done pun. so have you played this as well Kat yeah it's good it's more challenging than it looks like it'll be it, is, it does yeah. look so cute and you're like and then you jump in you're like I'm gonna die 500 times <laughs> right off the bat but it's really challenging but still like relaxing and yeah you're right the nostalgia of the pixel art I think is a winner it's yeah. really really good but it's still bright and fun and um, I know I'd never even put together the fact that it was a frog gun yeah <laughs> and i played it for a while and never put that together makes sense now though but yeah <laughs> frog gun I love God. it. It's like as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh "My God, it's a frog and a, it's a what? It's a gun!" <laughs> um, because I actually I was introduced to it from editing the PlayStation Store video that we did. Fantastic and, uh, video! Everyone should watch. Everyone should this. watch. Like sharing gems store every updates. week. Yeah, yeah, you get loads of hidden gems on those videos. But so I saw it from that, and then I've always just been like, "Oh, this just looks everything about this just looks like my cup of tea." Um, and then I finally picked it up and then I still need to finish it. I haven't finished it yet, but it's just my game where I'm just like, you know what? I just fancy playing something for a few levels and having a great time. Yeah. So Froggen, what a game, what a hidden <laughs> gem it is. Well, from Froggen to, I never really know how to pronounce this, Gris. Oh yeah. Oh, Gris. Well, if it's Gris. French for grey, then it would be Gris. I don't know yeah. if it's French but it's for like grey. But it's like a colourful game, isn't it? Uh, but there's a black and, anyway, I don't know. Let's, <laughs> Let's say <laughs> whose entry is this game? God. <laughs> anyway, I've not actually played it. Let's say it's amazing. It's it's a very me game in that it's it's just basically vibes <laughs> vibes the game. Uh, it's one of those games where it doesn't tell you anything. Like the first mm. thing you do is is your main character. You play as this um, lady with blue hair. And she sort of like drops through this white void and just lands in this like strange ethereal landscape mm. and that's it there's no like tutorial or anything yeah. you just you just start moving huh. you start moving through this landscape and there are various debates about what the game is actually about is it about grief is it about loss all these things that lots of indie games are often about but just for me it's just like a a base sensory pleasure like it looks gorgeous all the time the art style is so unique it's unlike anything i've ever seen before and i would recommend it just so you can see this thing in motion mm -hmm. like 
it feels like you're watching an animated cutscene and your character stands up and the game isn't telling you anything and you just you're just like, oh, am I am I controlling this now? And you nudge it forward and, and your character moves and you're like, oh, wow, this is the actual game I'm controlling. It looks incredibly beautiful. And basically you just travel. It's a side-scrolling 2D platformer puzzle adventure type thing. Um, and that you just sort of progress through these landscapes, solving environmental puzzles. Like early on, there's like a, a puzzle where like wind is sort of whipping up around you and you've got to get through various areas whilst the wind isn't blowing um but then like the the colors change and the environments you go through change as it as it mm. progresses through and it's you know i got a little bit journey vibes from it oh, but yeah. it's, it's yeah. even more minimalist than journey like it mm. doesn't explain anything to you at all you've got oh. no real idea what's going on and as you gradually proceed through the game you just start to get a little bit more of an idea um but also what i love about it is is the music as well the the music is done by berlinist i don't know if anyone has heard of berlinist because i have no uh, and it's one of my favorite gaming soundtracks i think hmm. probably of the last 10 years or so Blimey. it's one i regularly listen to on spotify when I'm out just on my... On long walks. On my long walks, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll listen to the Grease soundtrack today. Oh, Chris. Uh, yes, going through. <laughs> Chris, Grease, who knows? I'm walking, just like, Chris or Grease. It's just one of those, it's such a, a calming, soothing game. Yeah. If I've had a stressful day, it's a perfect game to put on. Yeah. Mm. You just chill out, solve some... It's that perfect level of puzzle for me as well, where they're never challenging enough that you're like, what the heck am I supposed to be doing? But they are challenging enough that you they make you feel clever for having solved them. Oh, that's yeah. nice. So I'm always like, oh, yeah. yes, I'm so good at this that's game. The zone. I'm such so clever. a clever puzzle gamer. Look at me go. <laughs> Solving all of these puzzles. Oh, look, the music's changed. The colours changed. Oh, yes. <laughs> I did that. I triggered that. Yeah, it was me. It's, <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. And if you've not played it, please do. Because it's, it's beautiful. I love it. Yeah, I'm a bad cozy gamer because I have not played that one. And oh, everyone tells me I need to. I just, I'm not like a platform lover. But if it's puzzles. It's I it's mainly puzzles. There's, there's gentle platforming in it. Okay. Mainly it's a side-scrolling puzzle adventure. All right, you've convinced me. But okay. with... If there's puzzles, I'm in. <laughs> gorgeous, gorgeous visuals and the most amazing soundtrack. Really is an incredible soundtrack. Huh. Um, so please, if you haven't played it yet, do play it. Uh, Kat, what is your second hidden gem on PlayStation? It's a good segue because mine is a puzzle game because I love puzzle games. Me too. Um, the next one is Gardens Between, which is, I think, a pretty hidden gem. Like most people I talk to don't know it. I have not played this. No, I've not played I've it. heard of it, but it's I've never played it. so good. And similar to Gris or Gree or however you say it, <laughs> it's beautiful and the soundtrack is amazing. Um, it's essentially a puzzle game that plays around with the idea of like fast forward and rewind. Right. And you are going through the memories of these two. I think they're school friends that were like neighbors growing up. And so you're going through these kind of like enlarged versions of their memories. So there's like a giant radio or a giant um, like beach ball or something. And you'll have to interact with it in some way and rewind time to kind of move it along this um, isolated little puzzle. Um, it's gorgeous it's on ps plus it just had a ps5 upgrade too Ooh. so it's even more gorgeous um, but yeah it's one of those puzzle games that i was just addicted to and if you are a big indie game puzzler it's a must play because it's really challenging but also soothing at the same time um and yeah it's a big 
big one that I think everyone should play just because it's that same vibe and you can probably see a trend with me. It's emotional and there's a lot of themes around grief and loss and dealing with that as an adult coming from a childhood trauma and stuff, but in this very cool environment and gameplay that I don't know. I'm into that for whatever reason. I don't know what that says about me, but <laughs> I think I don't know. No, but you know yourself, and that's good. But that that has absolutely piqued my interest. Because, yeah, same. Uh, and it's on plus. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely going to give I that think a go indie tonight. Games, indie games are especially good at I think exploring these kind of themes. There's yeah. so many. I think that mm-hmm. they start out all oh, beautiful, beautiful, and then yeah. you realise, oh god, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this exactly. is what this game is really about. But I think. Uh, the way they manage to tell their stories so mm. often, it, it's so, so good. Like, Rhyme is another one for me. Yeah. It yeah. oh, really, yeah. really does it so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, the ending to that, I was an absolute yeah. It's almost mess. like a trick, isn't it? It's like, yeah. I'm just playing this lovely, fun game. And then, yeah. like, it sort of, like, dawns on you that actually, there's more. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> there's more here than meets yeah. the eye. And I like the minimalist storytelling. Like, there's a few yeah. of those types of games. I think Unpacking's another one that, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. they take a very simple concept and turn it into this story that you're like, oh, my God, I'm dealing with years of trauma now that I have to process or whatever it is. Yeah. And um, I think it's a really interesting way to show how video games can be storytellers yeah. in a different way. Cause, you know, I think we all grew up in a space where games were treated as like the lesser media or whatever. Yeah. But now indie games are showing that they can be almost like novels or like films in, in the way that they're presented. And I think that's really cool. And The Gardens Between is definitely one of those that, that accomplishes that, I think. Yeah, I think, I think games- it's, a very, it's a very interesting point, I think, because there's, you know, you've got, you've, got the, you've got your big AAA blockbusters that sort of follow that cinematic mm. storytelling path. And then, as you say, there's such a breadth in the variety of ways that video games can tell their mm. stories. Uh, and I think you're absolutely right to say that, you know, video games can be as close to novel or they can be as close to novels as they are to cinema mm-hmm. yeah. at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes they can be just their own completely thing. their own thing yeah. that is, is incomparable to anything else. I think unpacking is like an amazing example. Like mm-hmm. you're just like, Oh, just a fun game where I've got to figure out how to, where to put all my things. And then it's like, Oh yeah. Like you say, you just yeah. realize you're, you're going through the story of what has happened to this family over the course of their lives. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, why is this making me sad? I'm just putting items in a drawer. <laughs> yeah. I've never been so mad at a diploma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm definitely going to be checking out the gardens between for sure. Yeah. Uh, Dave, please. Can you give us your second and final hidden gem? Okay. So my, my game is very uh, different. Um, and I haven't finished it. I'm only a few hours in. So I, you know, I can't give you a completely rounded view on it, but I absolutely love it. It's a game called Hard Space Shipbreaker. And essentially, it is a game where you play a shipbreaker in space, i.e. a kind of like... A hard one? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, yeah, very hard space. Where uh, So basically, you're in like an orbiting space station you exist on an orbiting space station and you're like in it like a like a decommissioning spaceship yard mm-hmm. and you're a little guy with a little you know spacesuit jetpack it's all first person it actually looks fantastic um i don't want to like um make it sound too kind of twee it's it's a really good looking game um and your job is to use the tools at your disposal to basically break apart these ships so they're kind of like puzzles in reverse this is what i really like about it is you start with a whole spaceship 
and you're you're dismantling it. That's basically mm. it. I like that concept. That sounds really yeah. cool. And you're dismantling it as you see fit. Um, obviously, you're trying to make money out of it. So you're trying to keep things intact. It can be dangerous. As the game pr- progresses, you, you get bigger and bigger ships and they have more and more kind of like hazards on them. Like some have fuel still on board. Some have working electrical systems, all these kinds of things. So there's, uh, like I said, I'm only a few hours in. So I can see where it's going in terms of there's a lot more to uncover i've just started with kind of like the basics basic ships um and there's also like it's quite funny the characters are, are funny there's an, an uh like a it's got a story that's kind of in the background but it, it but it is there for you if you kind of want it there's lots of progression in terms of upgrading your tools and your abilities and um i mean i'm really interested to see how big these ships get because mm. they're already like big and you can you know you're fully going fully inside them and uh floating about um there is a, a slight danger well obviously there's like the hazards like i said of like explosions and things that's obviously bad you also have to manage your oxygen levels um which is you know obviously a concern too although there is just like a a a, a mode where they just get rid of that so you can just enjoy it. because i do think this is actually another cozy game for me it's like quite relaxing methodically taking something apart there is a puzzle element to it i suppose it is a puzzle like what's the best way to kind of attack this thing and yeah um it's just really cleverly done it's so satisfying to sort of peel away bits of the ship and it's given me vibes of like you know if you've got like a bunch of string or something that's all tangled up yeah and then you can just sit there and just zen just like untangle it's kind of given me that sort of vibe where you just sit there you're just like bit by bit just piecing it all so it's just you know yeah it's, it's definitely individual parts. it's definitely like that but it's more like if you didn't care about the string at all so you just had some scissors and you're just snipping bits of it off and just like mm. making little bits of string and it, like it, it's it's um it's really yeah it's really really fantastic it's i have enjoyed it so much more than i thought i was quite it was a bit of a risk you know when you see something you're like that's interesting and like i i'll give it a go I'll give it a go. I'm not sure what to expect. And actually, it's so much more than the sum of its parts for me. Like if I've had just a lovely, lovely time and it's, yeah, it's like puzzles in re- in reverse. I still a puzzle, I guess, how to take it apart. But rather than building something, it's actually very nice kind of de- deconstructing something. Yeah. Um, but in a controlled way, it's really, really great. Breaking ships in space. Breaking ships, yeah. In hard space. In yeah. hard space. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a very you game, Dave. I have yeah, to say. I, yeah, I do like my sci-fi. But ultimately, it's not really about sci-fi at all. It's just that's the setting. And it's useful because it means you can float about this ship because of the zero G. But it's more about, yeah, the setting is kind of arbitrary, really. It's it's more just about the nice, methodical taking apart of something. And, you know, it's I love, like, just finding out about the ships that way as well and seeing how they're put. This is the funny thing to me is that, like, they you know I, i'd love to know how the developers work because they've, they've obviously like built these ships and they kind of like they go together in a way that makes sense like they're made to be used as ships you know or at least you can believe that whereas actually in the game in reality they've been made just to be deconstructed it's funny huh. it's interesting i like it rosie your second hidden gem please my second hidden gem is actually a game we played on a stream on the channel years ago it was uh probably back when i first joined access but it's a game i played with you rob it's called Pode. I think I remember this. Do you remember Pode? It was it's a Pode. game. It's a wonderful game. I uh, love it to pieces. It's a game where 
Um, you can play it single player or co-op, but there's two characters. There's yeah. a falling star and there's a rock. And um, you've both sort of fallen and then you both go together to explore this sort of ancient mountain type thing. <laughs> and the two of you working together, like the falling star has some abilities, the rock has some abilities and they're really like interesting. Way- like, you know, the rock can eat the star and then like it's like gets all big and then if it opens its mouth it just lets out a little ray of light which you can use to help puzzles um and they both like play differently in terms of because you've got the little rock character and you've like the the star like can jump quite a bit higher than the rock for example um but it's just a beautiful game where you're bringing life back to this ancient sort of mountain area um, you know, if you walk around as the star, you can bring flowers, start growing around you and you can use those to help you solve the puzzles. Um, and it's the music in it is phenomenal. It's just it, on, for a cosy game. It's ideal because it literally is probably one of the coziest games I've played because you're just there. The music in it is so stunning and beautiful. The rock and the star are just so adorable and lovely. They can hold hands when walking. <laughs> they can, and like, like literally it's, it's like, they're just so wonderful and they can hold hands and I played this I had a friend come down to visit me uh, for a long weekend and she said uh, she was in the mood just to play something co-op and I recommended this game and she loved it so much that she went went home and completely finished it from scratch she was Mm -hmm. just like I love this game so much that then she got her boyfriend to play it with her um so it's honestly, it's just a magical, wonderful, cozy game. And I, I just love Pode. I just, I just, I just want to talk about it because it's so lovely. I do remember yeah. it being a, a particularly nice stream. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the times our streams devolve into, you know, shouting and competitiveness. Mm. And, and this one was just nice, wasn't it? It was just Good. nice. We were solving puzzles together. Yeah. And as well, not like some of the puzzles... Um, you know they're not easy puzzles by any means but they're also not difficult but when you figure them out you do have the moment of satisfaction when you work together or work by yourself using the two character mechanics you do feel proud of mm. um, solving these puzzles and then like the little platforming segments when you're like oh how do I get over here and then you're like the star character learns a new ability and then it's it's just really cool seeing how um, I think the whole angle of the game is like working together as like friendship and things like that um, and seeing this rock and this star just go on this little adventure uh, overcoming obstacles and stuff together it's just absolutely wonderful and I just love it just it love sounds it. great I love asymmetric co-op so much mm-hmm. I know that there's a single player mode as well but it's just so oh, it's just I don't know it's like a surefire way for me to enjoy something it's just like me and my friend have different abilities and we work together to overcome yeah. obstacles. Oh my God, I just want to play. It's so good. <laughs> I, one of you's a rock and one of you's a star. Like, yeah, it's I just did, so I lovely. That. Yeah, it's I've so got lovely. A, I have to ask, how do you spell pode? Because hmm. otherwise I won't find it. It's P-O-D-E. Hmm. Pode. And also Froggen is F-O-R-G-U-N. And I only say that because oh. I mentioned it to someone else in the office earlier and they did it with two Gs. Two Gs. Uh, so, gun. So, no, yeah, no, so, so, so that's why I was just like, I have to say as well, Froggen is one G. Okay. <laughs> but gotcha, Pode gotcha. is P-O-D-E. Hmm. Lovely little game. A lovely, lovely game. Uh, we have, before I, uh, I'm going to do my final hidden gem and then we have a fun, special hidden gems quiz. <gasps> And I'm going to do for you all. Oh, my God. Uh, so I will rattle through my final hidden gem now. Uh, and this one, if you haven't played it, you've got to. And it's called <laughs> it's called Kentucky Route Zero. Oh. And it is a five-part narrative point-and-click adventure game. Um, 
And the, the PS4 version is called Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition, which is all five acts in one. So you get to play through the entire story from start to finish. Uh, you play as a... Basically, I'll give you sort of like the main, the, the basic setup at the beginning, because I don't want to spoil anything that happens further on down the line, because it's so sort of like, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't expect anything that happens in this game. So you play as a truck driver called Conway, and your first, ta- your task is to deliver a package to an address, basically. And you start out at a gas station, um, and one of the first things you have to go, uh, you, one of the first things you have to do is you have to go downstairs and like fix like an, a, a piece of electrical equipment underneath the gas station and you you meet i think there's a table of like if i remember rightly three people just sitting at a table near where you're repairing this electrical thing uh you repair it and these three people just like mysteriously disappear and then you you go up to the the gas station worker upstairs and he's like oh Oh, maybe you were hallucinating, uh, and it just, it's just immediately I was like, okay, I'm in, I'm in now. <laughs> like this is uh, like um, again, like just the feel of it. I wouldn't call it horror, but there's like a really sort of unsettling eeriness to it constantly throughout, um, and that is conveyed by well, you've got like a really good art style. It, if I had to compare it to anything, I would compare it to something like Oxenfree. It's sort of like yeah. that that 2D mm. animated art style. Um, in terms of gameplay, there's not really that much of a challenge. And that's something I really like about it. it is It is about the story. You're just pushing through the story and unraveling this mystery as you go. Um, and basically it's like, okay, to get to this address where you have to make this delivery, you have to travel along this mysterious road called Route Zero. Mm-hmm. Uh and you're constantly thinking through through the game, like, what the heck is going on? Is any of this actually happening? Uh, there's, like, weird paranormal stuff that starts happening. You know, it's so... It, it, what starts out as quite mundane, playing as this truck driver making a delivery, very quickly turns into this sort of fantastical, eerie, paranormal story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks and sounds so beautiful as well. And it's... You know, it's one of those games where you just get so absorbed in sort of like what's going to happen next. I have to find out what happens next. Yeah, um, you got to play it. So good. Well, well you sold I me will. on it. I'm yeah, like, I'm great. also, I'm kind of like, don't talk about it anymore because I'm like, I want to like no, delve into like it myself. It's a game that's so much about the story that yeah. I can't really say much more without, you know, giving too much away. <laughs> yeah, but. It looks and sounds amazing, and if you—I don't know if anyone's played Oxen Free. It's yeah. that kind of vibe, mm-hmm. that sort of okay, real world collides with unexplained paranormal sci-fi-ish fantasy mm-hmm. stuff, uh, and the result is just one of the most unique and wonderful games I've played. Um, so yeah, play Kentucky Route Zero. I will. Challenge accepted. (laughs) Challenge accepted. Well, there we go. There are eight hidden gems, uh, all of which I think are fantastic. Um, I will absolutely be checking out the gardens between. Mm, Yeah, I really want to play that. Mm. And Inscription. Maybe I should find it. You really should. Oh, my God. It's so good. And Pode. I'm going to give Pode a go. And the Frog Gun game. Frog Gun. Not sure about (laughs) (laughs) it. That's what you play and you're like, oh my God, this is the best mechanic I've seen in a video game ever. (laughs) But before we move on to comments of the week from our hashtag Pod Squad. Pod Squad. Squad. 
missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Always be listening out for the pod squad. Uh, we have got a very special hidden gems quiz. I've looked at this. This quiz is really hard. Oh, gosh. Oh. So what I've got here <laughs> are five, five in-game descriptions of video game gems. Actual video game gems okay. or precious stones or relics or items. Okay. okay. There will be one point for anyone who can correctly name the the gem or the item or the precious stone. And another point if you can also name the game that okay. it is from. Oh wow. Okay, so you're just purely describing I'm going to read to you the in-game description. So this is what, right. how oh the God. games themselves describe these items. Yeah. Rosie, if I was a betting man, I'd be putting money on you. Oh, to don't win say this. that because that's going to put pressure on me and then I'm going to fail the quiz. <laughs> okay, so short and sweet to start. Seven of these stones together can change your thoughts into power. I'm God. looking at Rosie. Blimey. <laughs> I can sense your eyes. I can sense I your look. I'm thinking of all games. I was like seven. Seven of these stones together can change your thoughts into power. Oh, I'm going through like that thing in quizzes where I'm thinking of the entire video game library yeah. I know. Yeah. 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 Uh, like <laughs> PS1, PS2. <laughs> thoughts into in power and seven. I mean, that's very yeah. specific. A gem... I'm going to give thoughts. you another 10 seconds and I'm just going to come in with the answer. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I think it might be over. Thoughts into power. I mean, I feel like that's a big hint and I can't... Wait, wait, wait. Seven of these gems? Seven of these stones together can change your thoughts into power. Okay. Sorry, I was just like, is it Crash Bandicoot? But I was like, no, I think there's more than seven gems. And also, but do they could turn no embryo into uses power? embryo uses the gems to des- destroy the cortex vortex, so they don't really change. <laughs> I was just again, I'm going through my game brain. Oh, well, out of our I'm misery. Put you out of your misery. I'm talking about the Chaos Emeralds from oh, Sonic Adventure. Oh, oh my god, Rosie. of course, the Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> of course, of course, it was on the tip of my tongue. Oh, the Chaos Emeralds. Oh, Obviously, oh, right. the seven chaos emeralds. Yes, because there's always seven of them. Right, yeah. always seven there are. No more, no less. I will give you a little clue for this next one. I'm about to read the dialogue of a villain. Okay. Stop this- looking at Rosie. What do you want, Rosie? <laughs> <to win? laughs> yeah, look, this is a hard quiz, all right? Okay. Like, Kat, I don't know what games you've played, so I don't know whether you're likely to I get any of these or not. Uh, but we will Ross knows what games I've anyway. played, and he's not looking at me. <laughs> and it's <laughs> none of these. Yeah. <laughs> this stone holds the knowledge and wisdom of the ancients. Anyone with this knowledge can freely use the powers of the land and the planet. That knowledge interacts between ourselves and the planet cooling up magic, or so they say. I actually think I have played this. I, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, if, you, if you can name the game, yeah. you get a point. Yeah. I can read it again, one more time, one but more without time. the villain voice. Yeah. This stone holds the knowledge and wisdom of the ancients. Anyone with this knowledge can freely use the powers of the land and the planet. That knowledge interacts between ourselves and the planet, calling up magic, or so they say. I want to say 
Final Fantasy VII. Correct, Rosie! Yeah! It was, I was like, I wanted to say it. I was just like, what if I'm completely wrong? And I was just like... Don't be afraid of being wrong, Rosie. Don't be afraid. But Rosie, for a bonus point. What's the, yeah. what's the precious stone or gem to which... This is quite... I'll give you another. It's quite broad. So we're not looking for something very specific. This is quite a broad it, term. I thought it was just... From the top of my head, isn't it just like Stone of the Ancients? <laughs> I can't fully remember what the actual thing itself is called. No, it's it's materia, Rosie. Oh, it's just, just materia. Yeah, just materia. Oh, okay, yeah. just materia. Say, I was going to say materia, apart from I couldn't remember the word for it. I was <laughs> oh, like, oh, David, oh, I can steal a point here. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so one point for Rosie. Well done, Rosie. Thank you. <laughs> Number three. Stop looking at me! <laughs> <laughs> Counting on you. <laughs> Collecting 42 of these precious stones will allow you to harness planetary energy and fire a laser installation. Is this the gems for the Cortex Vortex? Or is it? No, crystals. It's um, Crash Bandicoot, I'm going to guess. Or am I completely wrong? (laughs) I will need you to be... You're very nearly there, Rosie. I'll need you to be more specific. Is it Crash Bandicoot 2, Wrath of Cortex? It's Crash Bandicoot 2, Cortex Strikes Back. Oh, Cortex Strikes Back, sorry. Wrath of Cortex is the PS2 You've one. You've lost your Crash Bandicoot <laughs> card, Rosie. <laughs> Everybody knows Boo. it's Wrath Cortex, of Cortex. Cortex Strikes Back. Yeah, I'm sorry, I apologise. Yeah, no, Wrath of Cortex is the correct. PS2 one. Crash Bandicoot 2. You are wow. correct, it's Crash Bandicoot 2. Cortex Strikes Back and you need 42 crystals because gems, there aren't 42 of them. And yeah, it would be the crystals. Well, it says gems here, Rosie, but I would oh, be, there 42? I would be no, willing to. No, of course to... there is. There, I'm thinking of the coloured gems. Yes, it is the yeah. gems. <laughs> I it is, trust you. <laughs> sorry, I was only thinking of the coloured gems, and there are like you know not 42 of those. Yeah, it would I'm be gems. Give you one point, Rosie. Oh come on, I said the cortex vortex. Oh, yeah, the opposite of what it was. No, no, no. That's what. Yeah, okay. That's 42. So, okay, Rosie, yeah, remember, but, uh, you're not being competitive this year. I'm not being competitive. No, it's but it's fine. This, this no one else is even close to getting these, Rosie. Don't worry. You're fine. Yeah, the Rosie show. Okay. Yeah, it is the gems for the cortex board uh, to, to blow embryo ask for them to blow up the cortex. Rosie, board. it's so, too late. Doesn't it's matter too, how many ways you know. I forgot it. about the silver gems or the clear ones. So after three entries, Rosie's on two points. Cat and Dave are on nil point. Yeah, and we wow. are going into <laughs> come back, number four. Here we I go. Think we've all got a chance here. Mm. Okay, right. we've all got a chance. This is very short and sweet. A crystal fabled to be the frozen tears of a yeti. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, well, I don't want to go mad. Uncharted. No, two. no, David, no. Uh, sit down. <laughs> Even further than you are already sitting down. I tried. You did try. A crystal fabled to be the frozen tears of a yeti. This is probably actually quite hard, to be fair. I wouldn't get this. Is it a Tomb Raider? Even you wouldn't get this? <laughs> not even I. <laughs> it's, got the it's not Tomb Raider. You're not frozen out if you give a wrong answer, by I the way. I want to say so keep... Elder Scrolls. That's also incorrect. Um... You're all thinking too epic. Okay. Oh. Frozen well, Tears. Well, Frozen of Tears of a Yeti are pretty yeah. epic. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah, right. Um... Frozen yeti. Tears. One more time. A crystal fabled to be the frozen tears of a Yeti. Uh, well. The actual name of the thing is is basically within the description of it. Yeti is. <laughs> Yeti is. A good uh, guess, David. <laughs> Yeti tears. Oh, is it so is it gonna be something mad like like 
Crash Team Racing or something? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to pass. Yeah, I have no clue. I'm just going to okay. Spyro? The, no. Uh. It is, the item is a frozen tear. Right. And it's from Stardew Valley. Oh my uh, God. Oh, oh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> See, that's one that's called, please don't cancel me. <laughs> Who reads the Stardew item Valley. descriptions though that meticulously? Oh, that's uh, so embarrassing. This is a hard, that. this is a hard quiz. Don't worry. Rosie didn't get the crash one properly. Stop it. <laughs> right, the final. I hate quizzes. I put that pressure on me. <laughs> Rosie, unless anyone manages to get the exact name and game of this final Entry, you have won the quiz. But that okay. doesn't matter. We're going into round five. <laughs> Rosie has two points. Cat and Dave, zero. Damn. Right, here we go. This is a long one. <clears throat> Created through a ritual known as the Shade of the Revenant, this stone can hold the soul of a higher creature, such as man or elf. Even if one were to ignore the guild strictures against the necromatic arts used to power this stone, it is dangerous to the caster to handle them for long. Skyrim. Yes, David. I was going to say Elder Scrolls. Soul gem. It's uh, a black soul gem, David. Damn. Yeah, I didn't. Oh. I, didn't I will give I you one and a half points. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I yeah. didn't even finish reading. I know. Well, I thought. Wow. I thought someone I was else thinking, was going to jump I was, in. I know. Here. I was thinking Elder Scrolls. I was like, I'll like leave it a bit longer, and then you just jumped in. So fair play. <laughs> Woo, very good. I got very one. good. Very good. So the final scores. Cat, I'm afraid you have zero. Shame. Dave, you have <laughs> <laughs> one and a half. Yes. And Rosie is our winner with two. Yay! Two points. Well done, Rosie. Congratulations, well done, Rosie. Rosie. Thank you. And that has been our main feature. Now it is time to turn our attentions to comments of the week. Right, so it's time to get real, cat. <laughs> oh, <God>. It's time. <laughs> For comments of the week, which means we have to sing the song. We have to sing the song. I think it's very unfair to have a guest on and expect them to Look, sing the song. You, it is entirely up to you. You may join. No, in I'm in. The, I can't okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> right. Wait. Well, should we clarify the order? Oh God. Dave. Yep. Me. Yep. Rosie. Yep. Cat. There we go. And the words are: It's time. We. It's time. It's time. Mm -hmm. It's time. It's time for comments of the week. Gotcha. It's very literal. Got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here we go then. Take All right. it away, Dave. Good luck, everybody. It's time. It's time. It's time for comments of the week. week. Wow, that was pretty good. That was good. Nailed it. Well done, Kale. That's. It. I yeah. think that's truly impressive. Very good. I would like melt like Yeti's tears <laughs> if uh, <laughs> if I had to do that on someone's podcast. That would be awful. Okay, so these are every two weeks we have a look through the channel for comments using the hashtag PodSquad. 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 Very good. Everyone was in there. Very good. Uh, and we read them out in the podcast. Well, not all of them are favourites. Yeah. Uh, so we have a selection here. Uh, this is from Ace DHD. And that's, this is from the Sackboy Showdown stream uh, with our special guest, Emolition. Mm. Uh, and they say, hashtag pod squad. Pod squad. Pod squad. <laughs> I really enjoyed getting to know Emma a bit. Are you planning on doing more streams with other creators? I think that would be really cool. <laughs> Plus, I am rubbish at finding content I like. 
like, so that would really help me. Well, ADHD, if you're listening to this podcast, ta-da! Ta-da! Here's a podcast with another creator, and we've recommended so many amazing things to you, I think. That's true, yeah. It's like a special podcast just for them. Just for you. Just for you. Your podcast just for you. Can I just say, I was surprised and disappointed at how bad I was at that game. Like, it's just... Like Sackboy. I was Sack so Boy, bad. Yeah, you yeah. weren't at all. I was. No, you were yeah. You don't have to be nice to him. It's fine. I, I mean, I didn't notice you being... That's very kind. That's because you were busy winning. You were winning all the time. Yeah, that's right. I'm seeing a trend. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of a trend. Yeah, I just, I, just needed to, I just needed to say it. It was really bad. And I have no excuse. I was just bad at that game. It's just one, mm. it's one of those games I'm just like, oh, I'm just not good at that. Okay, next up we have a comment from Conrad Monith from the What Is Your Favourite Game of 2023 So Far podcast. And Conrad says, hashtag PodSquad. PodSquad. Hope you had a good time camping, Rob. I did. Question for you and the rest of the Access gang. If you could go camping with any video game character or characters, who would you pick and why? Nathan Drake. I was thinking that. I was thinking that. I was like camping with Nathan Drake. Yeah, why? He's used to like outdoors life. (laughs) (laughs) He would be very fun. Wouldn't you feel safe? I'd feel safe. Would you? And he'd have great stories around the campfire. He would. Yeah, I think. I think lots of those reasons. I'll say Lara Croft. I'll say Lara. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I'd also accept Sully. Sully as well. Mm. Different, Mm. different vibe. More stories. But yeah, (laughs) yeah. So Nathan Drake and Lara Croft. How about you guys? That's hard. Those are those are the best ones, I think, because they would know. Yeah, um, I don't know where we're camping. Where I'm feeling a little bit afraid. It's not like you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's in Russia. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, you know, in a field in Cornwall. Yeah, somewhere. exactly. Oh, God. Nathan Drake, Chilly, is isn't with it, Nathan? You. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be really bored, wouldn't he? Yeah, just like you know, cooking sausages in the morning on his little <laughs> gas stove. Yeah, he'd want to be off having globe-trotting adventures. Yeah, maybe mm. we'd find an ancient coin that hinted at a mystery unsolved you'd, you'd have to mm. you'd be there metal detecting in the field you're camping in yeah. he'd be on the phone to Sully and I'd be like can I come <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do <laughs> I suppose Ellie and Joel would probably be good shouts oh too. yeah oh, they, they, they are expert campers especially Ellie protected Joel for all that time absolutely that yeah good. Yeah. I like how we're basing our camping. You're like, it's going to be dangerous. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be hard. We need, we need characters with yeah. Like camping's supposed to be fun. Yeah. You just, I would go with, I would go with, who would I go with? Probably <laughs> Solid Snake. Oh, just God. for a funny. <laughs> I put up the tent. I'd do everything for him. I could him, fun, I could yeah. him some, Solid Snake. Do you think he's fun? Yeah. He'd be so would, serious. He'd like, let his hair down. I think he'd just he'd wear his camo and he'd just disappear. You wouldn't even yeah, see him. Yeah, you wouldn't even see him. He'll be like watching guard the whole time. He'd be bored of you in like five seconds and he'd just disappear. No, he he'd wouldn't. be right next to you, you wouldn't know, and you'd just be chatting. Snake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Snake. <laughs> Do you want a marshmallow? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, thank you for that, Conrad. That was great. Uh, we've got another comment from Acacia358. This is from the Jedi Survivor stream who Ooh. says, hashtag pod squad. Pod squad. Question for Dave. Being the massive fan you are, what was your favourite part about visiting the Star Wars park at Disneyland? Any recommendations? Oh, okay. Oh, that's a, that's a that's a massive uh, question. Um, if you do, you've got to do Scavengers Run, and 
when you do, there are three positions you can sit in. You can be the pilot, you can be the gunner, and you can be the engineer. And it depends on where you are. Either go in a group of six and argue amongst yourselves, or if you're going with strangers, just like make sure that you get to the front and be the pilot. Anyway, that's that's a, that's a must. When you, you get say get to, to the front, do you mean like the front of the queue? As in like, so you, you get split off into little groups of six because they need six per ride. Yep. So when you get into your little group of six, then okay. there's like a pre-queue and then like an next bit in your groups. Cool. So then you want to try and, you know, or, or you can do it like the nice communicative communicative way and be like, can I be the pilot, please? You could try that. Mm. Ash and I tried that and they literally said, no. <laughs> no, you can't. We were like, oh, we just went through and we were engineers. And they were like, oh, well, sorry, you're engineers again. Anyway, do that. Have some blue milk, definitely. Um, and I think it is, it is expensive, but if you can do the build your own lightsaber thing, it's really great. And it's just, it feels like a really special experience. And then obviously you do get to a lightsaber to keep, which is cool. Um, no, don't we know it? But uh, uh, do, you, do you know, actually, the best thing for me is just to see the Millennium Falcon. That is just mm. amazing. It's, you know, to scale, it is massive. It's so detailed and beautiful. You can see all little scorch marks and scratches and damage. And, and you can see up the ramp inside. And um, I mean, it's just a, a iconic. It's like a loved, beloved character for me. It's like a massive part of Star Wars is that ship. And just to see it um made it so real and added like loads of perspective to all the scenes i've seen it in 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 movies and and um what have you so yeah but it's yeah it's it's fantastic if you love star wars it's definitely got to be on your list of things to do if you can go go to galaxy's edge it's great a lot of these comments are all star wars themed well, it's a lot of Star it's Wars. Been a, it's it's almost May the fourth. It, it is May the fourth. Well, by the time the you listen, by the time you listen <laughs> to this, <laughs> it will have been long gone. Uh, but Jedi Chimp uh, from the Jedi Survivor is the perfect Star Wars adventure video. Says hashtag Pod Squad. Pod Squad. Thank you. I thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> this video. You can really see Dave's love for Star Wars shine through here, and getting the whole team involved was a nice touch as well. Hashtag May the Force be with you. P.S. Hashtag Long live Queen Milman. Well, I, don't, I don't like that bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you've got to love Star Wars if you're going to drink that awful green. Yeah. I didn't even drink it. What was it? It was like a like an innocent smoothie or something. Oh. It was something from a shop. That's all right. It was quite... It tasted nice, but I wasn't drinking it. I was pouring it over my face and beard. <laughs> so... Slurping it wasn't yeah. so, uh, huddled in a corner as well. A bit weird. So, if you're unfamiliar <laughs> with this cat, we we made a Star Wars Jedi Survivor video with lots yeah. of lots of funny skits in it, which were fun to film. Yeah, which like basically involved Dave living out his Star Wars fantasies yeah. and getting oh, to do good, lots of good. Star Wars related things. Yeah, like, like presenting a a pie chart with a lightsaber. Yeah, well, just things I'd normally... We yeah. just filmed things I do around the office um, of course, and just yeah. pretended that they were skits. <laughs> yeah, and then we just got the camera and just started... You know, we were just like, oh, it's we caught you. It's more of a documentary. Yeah, yeah, more of a documentary, really. Anything, but yeah, yeah. No, I, had to do a, I had to do my Yoda impression, which isn't very good. I love it. I thought you did a fine oh, Yoda impression. Thank you, Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Very good. Thank you. Uh, the final comment that I'm going to read this week is from Kimashura, and this is from the Crash Team Rumble stream. Uh, Kimashura says... Hashtag VOD squad. 
We don't do that one. And hashtag pod squad. Pod squad. <laughs> <laughs> what a great stream, guys. I love watching Ash and Dave together. You two are like brother and sister. I hope we see more of Dingo Dave in the future, too. Dingo Dave. Dingo Dave. I was very good as the as Dingo Dial. Well, you're nice. You're the good defender you were, were you? I was great. Although, <laughs> by the end, I think people had caught on and they were just sort of having no more of my nonsense. <laughs> I, I, I must admit, I wasn't sure if I, how I was going to feel about that game. And like Crash Bandicoot doesn't have the same, you know, the world and the characters don't have the same kind of nostalgia it. for me as they do for you, Rosie. I but I say, massively it doesn't have the lore it. and the story. I was like, I haven't played this Crash I Bandicoot. I don't know if you got to play much Crash Team Rumble, but uh, I, I played it over really, the weekend. Really fun. Yeah. I know, they, you know, they only had that one mode on display. So I'm hoping, well, I'm really looking forward to seeing like what, what else uh, comes of it it's like it's one of those i mean I, I say this a lot actually but it's just great you know when you think you understand the thing and then it just keeps developing the levels underneath you like oh actually oh this is quite clever and mm. then oh there's that mechanic and uh, i think people are going to get really competitive with it which isn't what i thought before i played it it's really really good well, thank you very much, everybody, for sending in your comments. As always, if you would like your comment read out and talked about on a future episode of the PlayStation Access podcast, then please use the hashtag PodSquad, Podsquad. either in the comments on YouTube or on social media, wherever you like. We will have a look at them. We will find them. We will collect our favourite ones and we will talk about them in the next episode of the podcast. So thank you for that. And it's time to move on to Before We Go. Right then, before we go, any tales from outside of gaming? Any thrilling stories with which to regale us before we go? <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Because I know there's something. Any, bins, any, appli- any kitchen appliances recently? <laughs> any no, bins? No, not, not bins or kitchen appliances, but we have re- reshifted our living room space. So, oh. so we used to have it before that the TV was in the corner. It's very exciting. TV was in the corner and then like we have the L formation type sofa and then so you know it was like a nice little corner setup and now we've swapped it around so we could fit in another shelf unit for more of our physical video games because they were overflowing a bit um so we're currently working on that and now it just looks like a much more it's a lot Rosie, like, i much think more I've, I've actually fallen asleep what is this <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were doing a joke no, <laughs> i genuinely have reached my living room we bought okay. a new unit which is great to put our little lamp on it behind us oh, and stuff wonderful. like that see yeah so and it's a, it's a ps1 lamp which is really cool I would expect nothing less. We got it for, for Christmas from my brother and their family. Rob, do you realise mm. that we have forgotten we've got a fantastic thing to talk about? Have we? Yeah. You, me and Nathan went to the Crucible in Sheffield. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the World, the world to... Championship of Snooker. We, we went did. to the semi-final. We did. We saw, <laughs> we saw two sessions of the semi-finals of the Snooker. I it don't was, know how interesting this is. You guys are getting It was amazing. Uh, it was, we were uh, guests of the WPBSA. Thank you very much for, for inviting us along. And we got to go to Sheffield. So anybody who is familiar with the channel and Nath will know that Nath went to uni in Sheffield, bangs on about it all the time. Yeah, he was our tour guy, oh, wasn't he? Oh, God, he's mm. dull. And um, <laughs> so it was actually really nice to get to go with Nath to Sheffield. To, he showed us around Sheffield a little bit and showed us like some, his old haunts and to go to the crucible and uh, to watch the semi-final of snooker it's like snooker is something that i am extremely fond of 
uh, like throughout my life, it's been it's been a cosy watch. Actually, I particularly it is think a cosy watch. It's a cosy sport. Yeah, it really is. Like I think of um, when I should be doing other things, watching the snooker, especially like should be revising, should be writing that essay, like all of that kind of stuff. It's always during there's some kind of snooker tournament on, and watch it on the telly. Become st- stupidly engrossed by it. Um, I love how like again methodical it is, and I love the angles, and I love the quiet and the the you know the respect and, and the, <laughs> the, all the coughing, yeah. so you're, much saying, coughing. you're saying it's very cozy but from from whatever i've seen a professional snooker tournament it's, yeah. it's very tense like it, i don't get cozy well, vibes there's there's a bit of tension like, there, there is yeah. tension but also it's you know especially like the games we saw they were played over 33 frames which means you know it's best of 33 so first to 17 and that's a long you know they play over two days so if you make a mistake or whatever there's usually a lot of opportunities to come back so it's not that kind of like knife edge tension Mm. but it does get more tense i suppose near the end but anyway we had a wonderful time we saw two great sessions of snooker it was incredible to be one great session well yes i I enjoyed both (laughs) sessions but yeah one was uh probably superior and um it was incredible to be in the crucible which is of like you know the most famous snooker venue in the world which probably might not sound that exciting if you're not into snooker but it's like a really wonderful way to watch it because it's very close there's only 980 seats so it's like quite intimate but also feels like you know a big enough deal uh all around this one table you can you can almost reach out and touch the table um it's uh it was amazing opportunity we had a great time. I we need did. to ask, what is snooker? <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue what you're talking about. You, I cannot imagine having never heard the word snooker and then have people say it loads. Like, yeah, snooker. <laughs> snooker, like, snooker what snooker. do they say? Yeah, snooker, snooker, very snooker. intense, very relaxed. The semi-finals of the snooker. Well, <laughs> Snooker's like pool. Uh, okay. So it's a, it's a cue sport is what they gotcha. call it. So it's on a table with balls. Mm. The stick is the cue and you've got to pot the balls. Um, it's... If if you had ever seen it, you would remember the big green table mm. and the big red triangle of balls and some other colours. That's snooker. <laughs> well, there you go. One for the snooker fans. Yeah, there, everybody. Uh, well, thank you very much for that story, Dave. You're and welcome, Rosie, for your story. And <laughs> they were both good stories. Great stories. Yeah. Much Moving like the living the room around. Games, one was more superior than yeah. the other. <laughs> Moving the living room around, watching the snooker. Yeah. <laughs> Kat, it has been an absolute pleasure having you join us thank for so our podcast today and talking about loads of cosy indie games and getting to know more about the official definition of what is a cosy game I will be thinking about that all the time as I play my (laughs) games now yeah I was just going to say, Kat, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, pretty much anywhere as Cozy Gamer Cat. So pretty much is that Cat with a C or a K? With a K, yes. Yeah. C. It's good I checked there. Yeah. 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 Important info. <laughs> yeah, some imposter cat was about to get a bunch of new followers. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they're probably out there. So. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, please do go and check out Cozy Gamer Cat on Instagram, Twitch and YouTube. I believe that's where you can find you. Um, And thank you again for joining us. It's been a real pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to send in any comments that you want read out using the hashtag PodSquad. PodSquad. (laughs) We will be back in another two weeks with another episode of the PlayStation Access podcast. We'll see you then. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.